All right, we are here. This is a special edition of the Bad Podcast. You probably didn't even know that it was a bad podcast. All the stuff we got going on E2M, and we have a podcast called the Bad Podcast, which stands for Brad and Dwayne. And we are live right now in two places right now, B. We are live inside the E2M uh, private motivation group, and we're live in the E2R run group right now simultaneously. So as you guys are finding this live, please tag a friend, tag a buddy. Before we get started, we're going to do it just like we always do. For the podcast listeners, we are live. So uh, there is a we're going to do a little chit chat before we hit the intro and all of that, man. So B, man, talk to the folks as I get us pinned. Yes, sir. So first and foremost, I, I had been expressing this all day and all night. Tag your friends, tag your friends, tag your friends, because as we know, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It, it is the month of October. Uh, through the Eager to Run form, uh, a platform, uh, we're doing a challenge right now called the Eager to Run 31. Now, we call it Eager to Run because we're eager to run, uh, but it doesn't have to be running miles. What it is is it's one mile a day for 31 days. And some people are just getting traction on that, that challenge right now. And I'll tell you this right now. It's never too late to begin. It's never too late to start. Um, and that goes for anything, fitness, uh, health, or your relationships, the place you work, anything. It's never too late to start. So jump in on the Eager to Run 31 Challenge, one mile a day. You can walk it. You can run it. You can jog it. You can crawl it even. All right, but one mile a day. And then, and then obviously uh, share the post. Because at the end of the day, it's all about exposure. We're just trying to create awareness on the topic of breast cancer. And, and I have a quote, Dwayne, when you're ready, um, and then we'll get fired up and, uh, and off to the races. Nice, nice. All right, y'all. So, hey, welcome to another edition of the Bad Podcast. Boy, Brad and Dwayne standing for B-A-D. Brad and Dwayne, we're in the building, live in both places, like I said, B. So what are we talking about today, B? Yeah, we're going to talk about being proactive. So the quote I have is from Octavia Spencer. The way to bring about change is to be proactive and active, which aligns for everything E2M stands for and everything E2R Run stands for. So, baby, let's do this. Let's <laughs> get it. Hey, good job, guys. Good job. Mental battles. Mental battles. what it look like what it be like what it do back in the building man a bad podcast and today we have a special guest uh you always see me and brad's uh beautiful mugs but we have another special guest i'm gonna let brad introduce it but as brad is getting ready to introduce our special guest i want to tell those that are watching right now tag tag somebody let them know that the bad podcast is live right now inside of eager to run and e2m personal training private group so if you're seeing this you are getting a glimpse of a live podcast so b who we got with us today my friend this is my friend Stacy. She reached out to us. So she was actually proactive and she seeked us out, which is absolutely phenomenal. And it's just perfect timing with the with October and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So Stacy, I'm actually going to let you introduce yourself. I'm really excited about this and I'll tell you why in a little bit, but go ahead, Stacy, take it away. No, sure. I'm so excited to be here today. And thanks so much for having me. I'm so, you know, I've been part of this community for so many years at this point, two years. And, um, you know, I'm this is a special topic for me as well. So the reason why I'm here is because I'm here to speak about breast cancer. And I'm a breast imaging radiologist. I practice in New York at the New York Cancer 
and blood specialists, and I'm the breast imaging director for our practice. So I'm very happy to talk about breast cancer and screening and prevention. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of what you do, Stacy, and a lot of what I do is is trying to convince people to be proactive. You know, we've all heard the the saying that winter is coming, right? And and life is coming, and the fight is coming, right? All those things are coming. So, right. uh, you know, when it, when it talks about when you talk about breast cancer and when you think about breast cancer, what's something that we can do? Not just ladies, right? Men too. What's something we men can all too? Do? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But what's something that we can do to be proactive and, and stay ready for, 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 for breast cancer and uh, um, prevention? So there are a few things. One is uh, annual exam with your doctor, a physical exam, a monthly self-breast exam, which is very important because you'll get a sense of what your breasts feel like and if there are any changes. And the third, which I think is essential, is uh, getting an annual screening mammogram after the age of 40. So, you know, with those three things, it, it's a, you're on your way to kind of preventing breast cancer. So you talk about monthly self-examination, right? Yes. Um, that, that's a, that's an essential piece. And I know a little bit about breast cancer because both of my, my grandmothers had breast cancer. They're both survivors. Wow. All right. And uh, I've Great. been doing this, this uh, hits for a cure baseball game for 12 years. I've done it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's uh, essentially a game to raise awareness and, and bring education to, uh, to, to, to everybody, kids, uh, coaches, all, all alike. But um, right. you talk about monthly screening monthly exams, what am I looking for? So what we recommend is that every month in the shower, I say usually a week after the first day of your period, because the breasts are less active at that time, just kind of raise your arm up and then you can go around the nipple outward toward under the arm and uh, the superior chest wall here and just kind of feel both breasts and see if you notice any changes. You know, some people can be a little bit of what we call lumpy bumpy, very medical term, but, um, but once you get a sense of what your breasts feel like, you'll notice a change, which is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. is, is that the same for men? So men should also be evaluating their breasts. Um, you know, there's obviously a decreased incidence of breast cancer in men compared to women. But usually what, when men come in, we see a lump that they felt. And so, you know, sometimes they're a little bit more sensitive and they'll kind of check. But it doesn't have to be every month. There's no such guideline for men as it is just because, you know, usually they're a little bit flatter, there's a little bit less activity. So when there is a lump, they, they can feel it. But I do think that that's something that men should also look out for, especially if they're at higher risk, if there's a family history of breast cancer, if they're genetically, you know, predisposed to breast cancer, those are all important things to kind of be aware of. So if men are in a family with the with a strong family history of breast cancer, mother, sister, daughter, um, you know, then I would consider also getting genetically tested. I love it. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm I'm gonna jump in here, B man, um, because you know uh, we we have Stacy, which is a, a client. Uh, she says she got a whole family in here, and <laughs> and, uh, and I want to highlight highlight that real quick. Um, just I want I want to hear how how did you find E2M and and a little bit about your journey. So I actually found E2M through my sister in law, who found it through one of her best friends from high school. So it was all word of mouth, and you know. She's been diehard E2M. She got my brother involved. So we have our cousins involved. So we've kind of just kept passing it on. Um, but yeah, it's all been word of mouth and everybody loves it. We all kind of do it hardcore a little bit more before a trip. And, you know, we use, we use the philosophy and the principles throughout 
throughout our lives. So we all love it. Right. And so what, what, uh, I know you got more B, but let, let, let me, let <laughs> me, <laughs> so, so when it comes to, 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 you know, cause we're talking about prevention, we're talking about, you know, something as serious as breast cancer. Um, what, what are, do, do you notice some things with E2M that, that can prepare somebody that, you know, that, that, you know, cause you know, eating clean, all of that stuff are, are, are factors. What is your thought about, you know, how E2M can, you know, maybe help, uh, you know, prevent or even like, you know, Jeff talk about being ready just in case something like that happens. Uh, talk about that being well and being healthy and how that affect that. Yeah. So some of the things that we can change for ourselves with breast cancer is diet and exercise. Those are kind of the two biggest things that we recommend improve for patients who come in or for, for women if they want to decrease the risk for breast cancer. Of course, smoking is something that everybody should stop alcohol should also be decreased because those are all linked with a higher risk for breast cancer. So I just think the E2M lifestyle, you know, a reduction of, you know, unhealthy foods, processed foods, all of those things kind of will help overall in the bigger picture when it comes to breast cancer. You, Dwayne, you took the words right out of my mouth. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that, that was the, the exact question that I had boiling was, you know, what kind of factors or what kind of roles do uh, uh, nutrition and health play? But the second question that I have is, you know, when you're when you're talking proactiveness, right, um, <clears throat> is the process of getting a, 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 an exam scheduled? Is that something that I know it's scary because anytime that you go into the doctor's office, a lot of people have that white coat syndrome where we feel going into a hospital we fear going into a doctor's office is it difficult to schedule one of these self-exams like is it is it just a phone call or do i have to get a hold of my primary or how do i go about scheduling so a, a self-exam is what we do every month kind of at home but oh, so then sorry, not, not that the annual yeah sorry, that's so then the idea. the physical exam is something that you know women should also be seeing their OBGYNs or their primary care physicians, not just women, but everybody should be seeing their primary care physicians annually. And um, so that's something that, you know, it's not as difficult, uh, you know, access to healthcare is always an issue in, in America, especially, but, you know, that's something that if you call any practice or any hospital or anything like that, there may be a wait time for a month or two months because, you know, medicine is a little bit, swamped at all times. Um, but it's not something that you should have that much uh, limitation to to getting an appointment. One of the things that I did want to talk about is um, in terms of these screening mammograms, you know, insurance is always a question because not everybody has insurance. And, you know, at my practice, we do offer free screening mammograms for those patients who can't afford a mammogram. And so, you know, my advice is to really seek out if there's a local practice in your area that also offers the same thing. We do it every week. We accept all patients. We never say no to anybody. And so, you know, you can at least get your annual mammogram at that time. That's that's amazing. Um, and I know, you know, just from just from, uh, you know, personal experience, I know it's scary to sort of take control of these these health um these health, I don't know, blemishes, I guess, uh, it's scary yeah. to call the doctor. And sometimes it's because we fear what the doctor is going to tell us, right? It's the same thing in fitness. We don't want to be told that we're unhealthy. Sure. We don't want to be told that we have uh, high cholesterol, blood, bad blood pressure. We're afraid to take that initial step. And we do all this planning to essentially plan for the future. But what's the future? 
without your health? What's the future if you are, are diagnosed with breast cancer? So it is, it is absolutely essential to stay ahead of the game. Stay ready for the fight. I got the, I got the, the stay ready for the fight t-shirt on right now. But yeah, that, that is so imperative that we stay ahead of the game. Right. So, um, you know, as, as we start to, I don't know what time uh, we're about 12 minutes and we're, we're still golden. Um, I know you <laughs> wanted to do a Q and a here. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's do that next, but this is to every single person that's watching this live. This is to every single person that's watching this on the replay or watching this on Monday when we drop it on YouTube and all the, all the things take care of yourself. Go get the checkup. I know it's scary. I, I've been so I've been putting. Okay, all right, we're getting real tonight. Okay, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, we're getting real tonight. So I have a, I have this this spot on my nose, and I've noticed it for two years, and I've been okay. putting it off for two years. And the reason I've been putting it off, why? I don't yeah. want the doctor to tell me what I think it is. I don't want my physician to tell me what I think it is. Because deep down inside, I, I sort of know what it is, and I'm a, I'm afraid. I'm I'm scared for that for that confirmation, right? But what's our future without our health? So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave you with this, and then I'm going to turn over the, the the entire screen to to both Dwayne and Stacy. Be proactive. Get yourself ready for the fight right here, right now. I want you to pick up the phone call. If it's Monday morning, I want you to pick up the phone call. Tomorrow is Thursday, all right? So if you're watching this live, tomorrow is Thursday. Tomorrow is the perfect day to call. Pick up your phone, make the appointment, go get checked out. So, Stacy, thank you so much. I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you. Q&A. Uh, Dwayne, if you want to want to kind of facilitate that and, and run that as the pilot. I got you, man. I got you. But before I do uh, and yeah. give people a chance to ask some questions, uh, if you have any questions, you can drop them in the comment section. We'll throw them on the screen. We'll ask. Uh, we'll filter through those. But uh, Stacey, any any other like key points or things that uh, you would want to say to the folks as uh, we get ready to gather some of these questions? I, I know we talked before you had a couple of things wrote down. I want to make sure that we we get all of that covered as well. No, but to kind of piggyback off of what Brad was saying, the whole point of a mammogram is to find cancers before any symptoms come up. So we don't want you feeling the lump. We don't want you having bloody nipple discharge or anything like that. So we just want you to be proactive and kind of pick up on any small cancer. So that will actually help with treatment. Treatments are often less aggressive and the cancer doesn't really have a chance to spread as much. So you know, when mammograms first really started 30, 40 years ago, since they've started, there's been a 40% reduction in mortality and death from breast cancer. So that's how effective this is as a screening tool. And it's a shame if we don't use that. And, you know, I understand fear exists, but you really have to try to find a practice or find a doctor who really is someone you can relate to or someone you kind of feel a little bit better with. And once you have that relationship, then that'll also kind of ease the whole process. I love it. I love it. So this is actually a good one. Um, that just came through. Let me go to it. It says, uh, when you get results that say you have dense breast tissue, uh, so it may be harder to detect cancer. What else can you do? So this is a great question. So many women have dense breast tissue and, you know, the additional screening that we use for that is a screening ultrasound. So a screening ultrasound can help pick up more cancers in addition to the mammogram when you have dense breast tissue. So it's a great question. And if you go to your doctor, I would definitely ask them to give you a prescription for that as well as a screening mammogram. I love it. Great question. 
uh don't have another one just yet so uh i'm gonna go back to uh to brad man um uh we we did the we're doing the 31 uh this is actually a two-part man uh talk about the response from that and then stacy i got a question for you right after brad talk talks about the, the sure. 31 a little bit more yeah, so eager to run 31 is a one mile a day challenge, and it's it's kind of steered towards runners, but walkers can do this. Beginners, somewhere in the media, middle of the pack, somebody, some some of those that are uh, elite runners. But what this is trying to do is it's just trying to raise awareness. It's not necessarily about the one mile. It's not necessarily about how you get to that one mile. It's 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 the it's the proactiveness. You know, we talk about that word proactive, um, and getting the word out there on the color pink, getting the word out there on the on the term breast cancer awareness because awareness right now is huge and you know what you say uh, it's been 40 years you said about 40 years that they've been doing 30 screening. 40 years yeah 30 that's that's phenomenal and you're seeing the rates decrease year after year after year after year so more people are getting into the doctors more people are being aware of what breast cancer is how to screen for it how to look for it how to be proactive and stay ahead of the fight yeah that's that's and actually kind of leads to to what I want to get you to talk about Stacy just uh, now that we have the month and, you know, and it is really, you know, in the forefront, are you seeing an increase of people coming in or increase of people, you know, being more aware of it uh, and a decrease of, you know, possible uh, uh, diagnosis or, or early, you know, people catching it early? Have you seen that when it, the more it gets publicized? Yeah, during October, it's usually a pretty busy month for us. So we see more more patients and more people coming in. Um, and the more people we see, the more di uh, cancer we're diagnosing. So it's, it's just kind of related to how many people we see because, you know, one in eight women will have breast cancer. So the more women we see, the, the higher the, the chances of detecting breast cancer. I love it. All right. So a question came in. It says, uh, can you talk about the BRCA gene? I don't know what that is. So the BRCA gene. gene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the BRCA gene uh, is a gene, genetic mutation that does increase your uh, risk of de developing breast cancer. Um, there's BRCA1 and BRCA2. There's a whole actually genetic panel that uh, doctors can, can test for if there's a strong family history of breast cancer and BRCA is one of them. So there are different things that we do when the BRCA gene's involved. Um, you know, we may even include a screening breast MRI because they are considered higher risk than the general population. So, you know, so it's something that's important to know so we can kind of, you know, put you in the right category and, and screen you properly. I love it. All right. Next question is, what is the earliest age, uh, where the earliest age mammograms can be done, uh, especially with genetic history? So average risk is we start at 40. Uh, genetic history, it, it depends a little bit on different factors. So if there's a first degree relative, we usually start, so a mother, sister, daughter, we usually start 10 years before the age of their diagnosis, um, starting at 25. So 25 is usually the earliest that we'll kind of start with a mammogram or screening uh, in that sense. So, um, so genetic history, what we do is we can also calculate your risk for breast cancer based on, you know, your genetics and your family history and all of those, and we kind of get a percentage. And then based on that percentage, we can use to, um, you know, categorize you and put you in different, different sections to screen. Got it. Got it. All right. Next one is, uh, is there a male <clears throat> uh, equivalent of the mammogram screen? So the actual technique is the same. So we use the mammogram also on male patients. So if they come in with a lump and, uh, you know, or if they have a BRCA gene mutation or anything like that, 
we use uh, a mammogram and often an ultrasound at the same time. So a male patient, you know, it's still, I still see every male patient as what we consider a diagnostic, which is kind of a higher level than a screening mammogram, just because, you know, we see fewer male patients. So if they're there, there's usually a reason. But BRCA, for BRCA mutations and genetic mutations, they get the same mammogram. Awesome. Awesome. So I don't see any more questions. Uh, man, this has been a really good, a lot of the comments. So this is a great live. Thank you. Some Somebody yeah. even brought up the BRCA. They wanted to ask the same thing. And then everybody's telling Brad, make sure you go to the doctor. So that's what most of the comments. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll pick up the, the phone comments, tomorrow. <laughs> most yeah. of the comments is Brad, get get your butt to the doctor. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and yeah, prayer hands for Brad. But uh, yeah, I think we're good, B. Let me check one more time. Uh, um, just one more question. Yeah. So, uh, is there any way that they can message me if anybody has any other questions after the fact, if they want to reach out through Facebook messenger to, uh, find me, you can, you can hunt me down and I'll try to answer whatever questions you have. Okay. Yeah. And if, if you're you in New York, you can just come see me there you go. In, my, in my practice. It's fine. So what, what is your practice? How can they find you, locate you in, in New York? And uh, and you're saying your your inbox is open for questions. That's what you're saying. I want to make sure we're clear. <laughs> for breast health-related questions. Yes. Okay. Breast health-related questions, you can DM her. So make sure it's yes, breast health-related. It's, it's all, right, all so, welcome. Right. All right. So um, where, where, where are you located and how can they find you? So I work at New York Cancer and Blood Specialists. We have different offices you know, in Brooklyn, Long Island, we're expanding kind of rapidly, but I'm in Brooklyn myself. And so, um, you know, if they want, they can always message me or, or I can give them a phone number. And we have free screening mammogram days in Brooklyn on Mondays. So if they just want to come in, we can take a look at them and it'll be fine. I love it. Just Good have news. no fear. Come see us. There you go. You <laughs> heard it first. You heard it first. All right, B, what you want to say as we get ready to close up out of here, man? Hey. Stay ready for the fight. The winner's coming. Life is coming. All right. It's all coming. We have to be proactive. We have to stay ready for the fight. Love you guys. All right, y'all. Have a good Thank one. Thank you so much. Make sure you tell a friend, tag a friend on this live. Make sure you share this podcast when you hear it. Make sure you check it out on YouTube. Screenshot it. Put it in your stories. Tag us. And if you didn't know we had a podcast, hey, we got a podcast. Man. Check us out on YouTube, your favorite podcast catcher. It's the Bad Podcast. Till next time. We're out of here.